Hello, Guardians. Welcome back to Tower Casuals, the Destiny podcast. I am one of your hosts, Corey Deergan. Alongside me, as always, is the flawless, the mayor of the Deepstone Crypt, the vault dwelling, Josh Finney. Hi, Josh. Hi, Corey. I was I was trying not to tip off that we were probably going to talk a lot about Halo at the top of the show. <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. I, uh, man, we've got, we got so much to talk about this week because it wasn't just, not only did Halo come out, we have, we have the best birthday party this side of the galaxy going on right now in, uh, in Destiny. Yeah, dude, I... We have no, no TWAB this week. There is a TWAB. We're not covering anything in it. There's nothing new that you need to know. There's nothing new in the TWAB? Oh. I didn't even look at it. No, nothing, nothing new in the TWAB. Basically saying, go play the anniversary event. Here's some artwork and movie of the week for you um and with the news that uh like we all suspected the dawning will be out next week yeah so cool um if you guys randomly hear me stop talking at any point because i usually run my mouth a lot on this show it's because i have the game awards up on another screen and yeah we're, we're watching uh, we're watching the game awards on another screen we're, 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 do, we're doing double duty um the original purpose was the uh the destiny trailer hadn't aired yet when mm-hmm. Corey and i jumped into a call uh, it aired just before we went live to record this, so uh, I guess let's 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 jump in there. Let's 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 punt the Halo towards the end. Okay, All let's right. punt Halo towards the end. All right. So let's, uh, the th- trailer. This is a Destiny pod. Yeah, the the trailer for the Witch Queen was definitely uh definitely gave me some taking more Taken King vibes than even the early ones, right? Where like you're literally boarding Savathun's ship. It looks like. And then there's like some live action uh, yeah, stuff going maybe. on in there. It was cool. There's some live action stuff going on. I'm trying to figure out where I get where I know the actress from. She looks very. I don't know if it is her, but it looks very. She looks very similar to Kobe Smulders uh, it's, it's from not. the MCU and How I Met Your Mother. It's not. It's it's Dollar General Kobe Smulders. Okay, and I mean that in the nicest way possible to whoever it is. Um, but Jeff Keeley, after they showed the trailer, confirmed, "Hey, this is." All the footage you just saw is from solely the first mission. So we will have the glaive in the first mission. We will fight our first hive guardian mm-hmm. in the mission. Um, and it is a knight. At least the one that they fought is a knight with two sentinel shields. Yeah, great. That are I can't get two sentinel shields, but you know. No, no, no. D- two. D- hey, we got to balance for PvP, okay? Hmm. Uh, this will all make us better crucible players in the end, Corey. But he double you know? double hive shields going on, slinging them around. Uh, had what looked like a trace rifle built into his arm. Mm. Um, there's not really a whole lot of like new stuff. Like the information that we got basically is, oh yeah, we boarded Savathun's ship, and Ikora is clearly talking to this guardian who came back and is just like scarred, like emotionally, mentally, etc. And it goes, so what happened? Why did you keep pressing forward? And it, they pressed forward into the, um, they pressed forward into a hive portal, which I assume takes us into, um, Sabathun's throne world. But overall, I mean, it's a pretty short trailer. Um, nothing like game changingly new. Like even Bungie wasn't really hyping it up a whole lot today. They're like, yeah, hey, there, there's a little bit of new stuff, um, new stuff in there. Um, and yeah, it's kind of just a sneak peek of the first mission. But like, if you watch the reveal event, you probably know what's going to be shown. It mm-hmm. was cool. I've guardian and like how 
And part of this is dramatized, obviously. Like, they kind of ignored killing the ghost. And, you know, that comes back to bite you. Like, you or you better kill those hive ghosts as quickly as you can. Um, do the little crush finishing move on them. But other than that, I mean, not really a whole lot here. Just, I think, play a lot of it close to the chest. I think they've really learned over this past year, hey, if we play clo if things close to the vest... Our players are going to be surprised. We're going to get to surprise them. Uh, just a lot of really good stuff going on. Um, if you were already sold, cool. If not, I don't know how many more people it'll bring in, but whatever. I'm just excited for weapon crafting. There was no weapon crafting shown, so uh, I continue to be upset. Yeah. Hmm. No weapon crafting shown. It's okay, though. No weapon crafting, chat. No weapon crafting. Sorry. Um but Corey, any final thoughts on this trailer before we no. move, before we move into the meat, the meat of the show? No, uh, I just look. I I just want to. I just I am excited for the Witch Queen, but I'm even more excited for this 30th anniversary event at this moment. At this at this yeah, moment. It, it, the 30th anniversary is something that's tangible and on our hands right now. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, I I really like that. I like what's what's going on this anniversary. Man, I don't know what I was expecting, but it wasn't this, and I mean that in the best way possible. Um, it is the weirdest and funniest thing that they've ever done. Like when when you load in immediately, like I thought my game was bugged. Yeah, I was, I, did too. I was in with uh, I was in with with our friend Nerd Generalist. Me and him were in chat together. I managed to load in for him, and uh, Joe joined us shortly after. And I was like. Uh, I think my game's bugged because Zur is talking, but my screen is black, and then all of a sudden I'm loaded into an activity. Mm -hmm. And the fact that Zur is basically hosting a game show is just some of this dialogue is incredible. Give whoever wrote the dialogue Dares of Eternity, give them all the raises, and then let them write Drifter and Ghost forever. Mm -hmm. Because this is the kind of humor we need in this game to break up like the tension and the seriousness of the Sabathun arc. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, just go up there and you're you're playing fucking Wheel of Fortune at the beginning to decide <laughs> who you're gonna fight. Like that affects like the combat cycle, the bosses, everything else. Like you go through a couple rounds of this. Like when you get the obstacle course, the the horse describes this as utterly bonkers. Had me rolling. Yeah. Like the light uh, picking. You know, like you have to pick really quickly. Like which door you're supposed to go down, and if you do, you get this like psychedelic. Or uh, similar to how all the old Nightfall auras used to be in D1. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you get that, but it's like tie-dye now. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> and you go and your boss is somebody from Destiny 1. So if you if you get Cabal, you fight Volus Torak, uh, Rockets McDickface, as we lovingly used to call him. Mm. Crota, who spawns copies of himself because he's a little crybaby bitch. <laughs> and... Zydron the Gate Lord, who apparently we haven't whooped his ass enough in the past that he decided <laughs> to come back for more. I honestly, I really hope because those are the only three options I've gotten. I've done about a dozen runs of this. <clears throat> oh, pardon me, my my throat is <clears throat> really scratchy today. They, I'm hoping that when the Fallen eventually in the rotation, like I hope there they're are in the rotation. Three bosses. The Fallen are in the, the rotation. boss rotation. Uh, the boss rotation. Oh, I don't know about the boss rotation. The, yeah, the boss rotation at the end, the only ones I've gotten are Hive, Cabal, and 
Vex. Those are the only three symbols that have ever popped up for me back there, where it's the three plates you got to stand. Yeah, on. yeah. Those are the right. only ones I've ever gotten. I know they're in the regular rotation. Mm -hmm. I don't know that we'll get fallen or taken maybe it's just those three bosses and that's fine if it's the fallen i petition for it to be tanix i want it to be d1 tanix give him legs again God. um i i'm not gonna lie it, it it's hilarious the yeah there's actual mechanics this event has made me convinced we can never ever do matchmaking for dungeons or for raids ever because people can't do the simplest things that yeah. require teamwork. Um, yeah. Pass. <laughs> Absolutely pass. Uh, it, it's a great event, though. I mean, like, at the end, and he's like, even, he's even taking you out of it like he's a game show host, you know? Uh, thanks for competing on tonight's Dares of Eternity. Remember to sp uh, spay and neuter your ghosts. The he said that i mean it's at the end of my first run i'm laughing so hard at this point like no uh nerd was a few minutes behind me loading in he's like what the fuck is happening over there i was like oh this is great this is great man this is fantastic i, I love everything that's happening right now in my life uh so the the event it's it's simple it's fun it's gonna be around for a whole year <laughs> right. like eternity is an actual destination it'll be around for a whole year so like okay if you don't is get it, to it you don't care about the seal yes it is uh there because there there is content that you can unlock like you have a whole year to earn like some of the titles and things like that associated with it and you have to do stuff in dares of eternity for that seal so as far as I'm aware, it looks like this is going to be up at minimum through September or October of next year. I would still advise don't wait because once Witch Queen hits, especially if the seasons keep hitting like they have, you're really not going to have a lot of time to go back uh, without feeling pressured. It, it's, I think it's good. I, I really enjoy, I enjoy the simplicity of it, but also like it feel it just feels engaging and rewarding. Like everybody's working together towards a cumulative score. You're trying to get bounties done. You can go in there and play around with all the new weapons. You can get drops of the new weapons. Strange coins are battle. It's great. It's great. It's great. It's great. Cool. Yeah, I yeah. I, I really like I really like the event. I I I didn't get to play much because <laughs> Tuesday was our holiday party for work, and I didn't get home till late, so I played a couple uh, rounds of the event, and I, <clears throat> I mean, do you want to just jump into the weapons now, I guess? Like, yeah, let's, let's, let's move, let's move to Zer's treasure room. Yeah. Um, because I, I think the whole treasure room concept is actually fascinating. Yeah. Um, so when you load in, if you bought the anniversary pack, after you do your first one, you're going to automatically be teleported to Zer's treasure room. You go in there, and he's going to give you all these packages, which is you get all three sets of the streetwear ornaments for all three characters, regardless if you have characters created or not. You get them. They're in your inventory forever once you open them. Cool. You get some treasure keys. You get some strange coins. And then you get a random weapon. And they encourage you to use your treasure keys on the chest right next to Zer because that will always give you an anniversary weapon. None mm -hmm. of this, oh, I'm, we're going to give you a legendary weapon, like a, an Enigma's Draw bullshit. Like you can get out of the end. Dare of Eternity. Mm -hmm. uh, I opened mine up and apparently I got the God Roll Battle Rifle right off the bat. 
So really, really excited about that. We have four. We have we have three three legendary Halo weapons. Three or four, four, four. four. Sorry, forgot. There's two swords. You get the battle rifle. Two swords. You get the. There are two swords. You get uh, the pulse rifle. Well, you get our first legendary trace rifle. It's the it's the focus rifle from Halo Reach. Mm -hmm. You get. Half of the energy sword, which and they're both long swords mm -hmm. uh, that cut like um, like a small frame sword, kind of like they cut upwards like quick fang. Yeah. Um, you <clears throat> you get one that's clearly one half that's blue. The other one is purple, and it, the the purple one is literally called the other half. <laughs> and they both can roll with a special perk that lets you, as soon as you swap to that weapon, you can lunge immediately if you uh, swing right away. Yeah, it's called Eager Edge. Gain increased sword lunge distance yep. immediately after switching. Yeah, I got that one. I got that entirely. Uh, it's very played. cool. Uh, I have that on my... Uh... Oh, God, on the, the blue sword. I just blanked on the name of it. Half-Truths. I have it on Half-Truths. Um... But that's really cool that there's there's two different kinds of swords. I've seen a lot of people go, oh, my God, I hope that with weapon crafting we can, like, fuse these together. Um, I, I think that would be cool, but I don't think they're going to let you do it. If you couldn't do it in the anniversary, they're not going to let you do it. Mm -hmm. um, and then we have a grenade launcher from Pathways into Darkness. There is a real deep cut for you from Bungie from, like, the early to mid-90s. <laughs> And uh, the Wastelander M5, which is from Marathon. Yeah. I find it really funny that there's nothing from Oni in the weapons, in the cosmetics, nothing. Well, that... I think maybe that's because Rockstar published it. Yeah, that's what I was going. I was like, maybe Rockstar technically owns yeah. the IP and they just wouldn't, weren't going to play ball. It's, it's very clear that Microsoft is really generous about this. Mm -hmm. Um but you, you can get those weapons from Xur, and they can also drop in dares uh, because I've gotten like six battle rifles so mm -hmm. far. I have yet to glimpse the shotgun or the trace rifle, or excuse me, the uh, the grenade launcher or the trace rifle. But rest assured, I have gotten a million rolls of everything else. Yeah, I've got. Um, I so speaking of rolls, is yeah 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 hit, is, hit, me, hit is, me with some rolls. Is perpetual motion like one of the best perks ever? Uh, I personally, I think so. And it's a brand new perk on top of that. Yeah. So I got, uh, it rolls on almost every one of these weapons. Yeah. I got on, on the battle rifle, uh, mm -hmm. I got perpetual motion and blunt execution rounds. Uh, blunt execution is, and perpetual motion, I believe is one of the God rolls for this yeah. gun. So, uh, that is what I have personally. I believe I have those with ricochet rounds. Yeah. I also um, have ricochet rounds. I want to, I want to make sure what I'm getting. Corey, do you want to read off what perpetual motion does really fast for me? Yes. Perpetual motion. This weapon gains bonus stability, handling and reload speed while the wielder is in motion. Very nice, very nice. I wanna, I, I wanna, I wanna say one thing. I am shocked that this does right. not have hip fire grip on it. Uh, so that's what a one Johnny and I were talking about. That we're like, of all the guns to give hip fire grip to, of all the pulse rifles, it should have been this one. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm very shocked it doesn't either. Um, 
The blunt execution rounds is actually exclusive to this gun, we found out. What is? Uh, damaging blunt execution rounds oh. is exclusive to the... Um, uh, to the to the battle rifle, the BXR fifty five BXR. By the way, that's a deep cut back to the original battle rifle as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Shoot, melee, reload. Mm -hmm. uh, it's great. So blunt execution rounds kind of plays into that. Damaging nearby combatants with melee abilities dramatically increases handling and damage. Expires after a short duration or the next shot. Uh, this is going to be really good on titans. I feel who are like built around melees or even like even throwing knives like i feel like this can be a really 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 good gun uh i look forward to using this in uh, uh pvp personally yeah because this combatant's not enemies so mm -hmm. i look really forward to using this one i like it a lot and i also got perpetual motion on mine as well um just god straight straight off the bat one of the absolute best perks that you can get i think is perpetual motion uh, it's one of the new anniversary perks and we do now know that uh this is exclusive to this gun uh, each weapon seems to have a special perk uh or at least this and have special perks um the trace rifle they've said this is kind of just an experiment to see how legendary trace rifles might work in the future it's pretty clear they've had a hard time figuring out how to do those to where it's like, oh, they're not just generic, and how can we make these truly unique mm -hmm. as legendary weapons? Because if we give them all the same perk pool, like, what's the point? Mm -hmm. um, but this one, I've seen a lot of people use uh, subsistence with it. I've seen a lot of people use, um, what do you call it, subsistence and uh, harmony yeah. uh, with it. There is a new perk... Um, the tricorn, uh, I don't know right off the bat what it does. I've not had a gun with it yet. Mm. Um, and Dim is calling my computer to slow to a crawl, so I'm going to go ahead and exit out of Dim. Um, of I don't know why Dim. Dim always does. I think it's because I've got Dim, Skype, and Twitch all running at the same time. I've had to sit through this hellish Clifford the Dog commercial while Twitch reloads for quite a hot minute. Hmm. Um, and I think, I think I actually just missed the Halo trailer. That's really funny. Um, man, this is a, it's, it's great. You go into the treasure hoard and you're looking around. There's three statues. There's one for each class. And when you go up to it, you're told what rank you need to be with, sir. Um, and it's, it's like, it's all ranks, like upgrading at a vendor, right? Like four, six, seven, etc. And... You take however many treasure keys it says once you're at that level or above, and you can unlock the chest. The armor chests, and th this is the biggest thing to point out, once you've looted a golden chest on the ground, it's done. It's done, it's gone, outside of the weapon mod one, because that will just keep giving you the grunt birthday party skull effect mm -hmm. that you can put on any legendary weapon. Uh, you're like not ever doing optimal DPS or just running around Trossland shooting grunts. That's great, or <laughs> grunts dregs it's um, all the same that's the play they're, they're basically the same that's where let's you're gonna let's want to do it at. let's let's face it dregs are basically grunts that lost weight okay uh they're, they're nimble grunts i would say by the way um, and can side be tangent side tangent did you see the finisher the the confetti finisher that you can buy uh no i did not yeah there's a finisher and like you i for, hold on She's, I, I got to go run over here and get it correctly. But like 
after the finish, like you finish them, and the head explodes into confetti. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I did see that. I did see the spanker. I haven't bought it yet. Uh, it's fun. Maybe the only thing I end up actually buying because all the Halo cosmetics are in Zer's treasure hoard. <coughs> we've determined by looking through collections. Uh, the the sparrow. So there's there's three other chests in there. There's a sparrow, a ship, and a ghost. And that's what we talked about last time. The sparrow that is in there is the ghost from Halo. Is it? But as a sparrow like it's not the, it's not the shape of the ghost it's like pretty wait. clearly a long sparrow with the the ghost chopped off wait the, like ghost the wings are not there oh, which the, is the, really funny the ghost the, the yeah <laughs> the, the, the vehicle i'm like i'm yes. like there's a ghost in halo like any i thought like maybe it was like the odst poster easter egg and i just totally missed that there was like a ghost in halo somewhere <laughs> that's on me i'm sorry wow Feel like an idiot it's fine no 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 um and then there is a ghost shell that is it looks kind of like the classic destiny shell with a around it with a halo ring around it oh really? um yeah which i really like and the armor that you get out of these chests is the marathon armor set yeah by the way and you get them as ornaments they're <clears throat> armor drops they're just straight up universal ornaments yeah so okay um, so all that i thought Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to talk about these finishers. So there's a bunch, actually. There's yeah, like, yeah, hit me. Hit me. The, the birthday blade is the energy sword, like, yep. like yep. thrust. Then there's, I, I'm guessing, it's called four barrels. I'm guessing it's from Marathon. Uh, it's the double wielding, the two shotguns. Uh, and then, and then, Josh, the sidearm smackdown is the Halo 1. I'm getting the sidearm one. I'm absolutely getting the sidearm. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like all about that finisher. I can't find the confetti one. It's it. It there was one. I can't find it. Maybe I made it up. I don't think I made it up. Maybe I did. Maybe I just wanted it. It's so you can get the confetti from applying a weapon mod. I know that. Oh, maybe that was it then. Yeah, they they give you ten of them right off the bat, and then you can get more from opening the chest next to the uh, the horse that they have literally called Star Horse. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, uh, I really liked that. That was see. Um, I'm actually gonna buy like almost nothing from the store. There's a couple of cool ornaments I think for the guns. Uh, there's particularly a really cool Wither Horde one that I like, uh, and of course the Spinker Gallarhorn ornament. Yeah. But almost anything I would have wanted is being given to me as part of this event. Like, there are triumphs you can complete for the seal. And the seal, so this is one of the biggest for me. It's a real callback for Achievement Hunters. If you get the 30th anniversary seal and you complete it, you will get the title Vidmaster. Mm-hmm. And that is just, like, one of the great callbacks to the end of the Bungie era of Halo. Mm -hmm. Wasn't uh, with that the Vidmaster achievements that were was, worth, like, zero points. They were zero points, but if you watch, like, the Halo 3, what, the Vidox or whatever, that's how mm -hmm. you got them. Or Because there were, what, four attached to Halo 3 and then three attached to uh, ODST, right? That's yes. how it went? I, so I have there's a couple in ODST, there's a couple in Halo 3. One of the ones in Halo 3, I believe, was doing the four-player legendary co-op run on Brute of the final level. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, 
and that was for like 20 gamer score or something or yeah. zero i don't remember which one the one in odst that i remember is where everybody was having to protect uh there was somebody you had to protect and i don't remember who it was mm-hmm. um and it was well it was an experience we'll put it that way you had to protect the engineer on the final level and you had to do all these ridiculous things. I don't remember what it is. It was like get a mongoose to the end something or some something so stupid that you couldn't conceive why you had to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it just it took like a whole night of us trying to get it done. I remember that vividly in my senior year of high school. Um, I, I love that this name is Vidmaster. So we got I think it would have been Forerunner had they not done that last season for Season of Arrivals. Mm hmm. Um, if they hadn't done it last year, I'm almost convinced Torrenter would have been it. Uh, just some some great callbacks to Bungie's past, uh, hidden in all of this, including in the exotic you can get. This is the exotic everybody can earn, to my knowledge, and that the Halo it's, One pistol. It's literally the first. It's like the first quest, and it's like it's relatively easy to get. It's a easy quest uh to get and it's awesome i really really dig it uh it is a very powerful arm naturally it is a three shot uh it's not three shot burst uh, god getting that in the battle rifle mixed up it's three shots to kill if you land headshots in the crucible mm-hmm. uh, two to break the shield <laughs> one to actually drop the um you start with eight bullets if you take it into crucible so beware um really good though i like it they updated it just enough and the little quest you go on is really rewarding uh you eventually find master chief's cryopod in in eternity Mm -hmm. Uh, and when you open it up we're we're gonna read the lore card from it later but uh it got me really emotional reading it uh like man i'm reading this and i i finished the pistol uh the night before halo and came out obviously like man i'm gonna be playing halo in less than 12 hours this is this is a special moment. This is really cool. Um, I, lo- I love how it handles, how it feels. Can't wait to get the masterwork for it. Uh, I'm doing the masterwork for Galley tomorrow. But also when you're wandering around Eternity, so you can go in there from the back of Zerg's treasure room, when you're wandering, wandering around, there are seven skulls hidden around. Hmm. Uh, and if you go all the way to the back of the arena and you look at how all the formations are and the things are in the ground, like there's some random pillars in there. Like, Why the fuck are those there? Yeah, s- it actually makes the seventh column symbol. Yeah, that's really cool. I saw that. I did see that. That's really cool. I didn't know there were Bungie, skulls in there. Like, there are there are skulls. There are random skulls. They don't do anything. But when you pick them up, and once you pick them up, you can they're instanced. So if somebody else in your instance has already gotten them. You can't get them. But me, uh, Nerd, and Joe found all seven of them. And they each, like, have a flavor text that pops up when you pick it up. Like, ah, an ancient battle between two gods. Uh, things along those lines. And uh, next week I'm going to try and get the flavor of what all the skulls so that we can read them out. I was just too excited picking them up and running to go get my pistol to really pay attention to what was happening. Uh, but those, those are neat little callbacks, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, anything anything else about Zer, about the loot uh that we can get about any of that no i i mean i just think it's a really fun event i'm i'm doing the dungeon tomorrow i'm i've actually started recording everything i've been playing 
mm-hmm. including Destiny stuff, so we can get some sort of different types of content on YouTube or just kind of, I don't know what I want to do with it. I just want to have it in case we want to use it for something. So uh, I'm doing the full dungeon tomorrow with our buddy Mitch and uh, Joe Asis, who writes into the show. Uh, we're going to play with him. So Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. I uh, So I, I cleared, no surprise, a day one the dungeon. No. Um, that's, hmm, that's so unlike you, Josh. It's so unlike me. Um, I mean, I mean, there, there's not a whole lot to spoil, really. Um, I think that this is probably ben, Bungie's best design dungeon. They just they've continued to top themselves with the dungeon designs. I think like I really love Shattered Thrones layout. Um, there wasn't anything like super unique you had to do, like oh, run to this next symbol, like in that first room and stuff. And then it was a whole bunch of jumping puzzles and the thrall way and things like that. Some dunking. Nothing like really hardcore. Uh, good for a first dungeon. Pit of Heresy, kind of the same. Like, ah, match match the symbols, you you plebeian. Um, and uh, learn how the uh, learn how the swords work. Like, the sword was the mechanic there. Prophecy was a little bit different. You had you had to do the dunking of the orbs. You had to you know get everything to kind of merge together and whatnot. Um, and that was really cool. I like that. I like that you had to pick you know light and dark runners. It was randomized every time. This time it's definitely a little bit different. Um, and it plays into the whole, this is the loot cave joke of it, uh, right from the beginning. And it's, it's so on the note, the audio messages you find throughout it of the Explorer are just, they're, they're great. They tell a really wonderful story. I need to find all of them still. There were things I was not expecting in this dungeon. Um, the amount of times we busted out laughing because somebody died was actually really great. And that plays into the design of it all. Um, if you remember Scourge of the Past, all I'll all I'll say is uh, be ready to pedal to the metal. Yes. Um, yes. There, That's there my is, favorite. Is there a firewall dude, that chases it, you? No. Um, it's the demon child between that race and Dismantle Mines. Hmm. It, it took us probably about a dozen tries to get it down to like finally figure out what we were doing. Um, that was really cool. I love the puzzle that happens between, so you have that and then you go straight into the biggest puzzle of the whole thing. And then you're in the boss room. Like it's actually really not that bad. You spend so much of your time getting to the first boss encounter. And then from that, it's like, boom, there's that, there's the sparrows, there's the, uh, there's the big puzzle. And then there's the boss. It really doesn't take that long. Most of it is just figuring out the initial pathways through to that first boss encounter um of course the thorn armor drops from here as do d1 weapons uh as luna thousand yard stare and matador 64 as well as the sword from myth mm-hmm. that also drops very cool very very cool that that happens um i did not get a single weapon Ooh. on my run through i did get four of the five armor pieces though oh cool now, and something I like is that they, there are hidden chests throughout the. There are at least two hidden chests that we've been able to confirm that are in the dungeon that will act like raid chests. They won't give you powerful loot, but they will give you similar to prophecy. Mm. They will give you loot that is already in your loot pool, which oh, cool. would be great for farming the weapons or armor rolls, whatever you want to do. Right, because you said that they were, uh, they were allowing you to. They're patching it next week to where you can farm the dungeon. 
Did you tell me that? Yes. Yes. Uh, it, it was something that was supposed to be there right at launch, and it was definitely not ready to go. So I like that, that, is, that that's going to be there. It's the first farmable done as many times as you want. I plan on farming this ad nauseum the week before Christmas. And then just like kind of being done with it outside of helping people get Gallarhorn and get the catalyst. Mm-hmm. Um, there are some jokes at the very in the boss room that are really on the nose that I don't want to spoil, but it's very like the music feels very Pirates of the Caribbean esque. Is what we were all saying. We, we were just like sitting there, like being really annoying, like screaming the music at each other, basically. That sounds awesome. Um, I was it was really fun. Like it's not a particularly difficult encounter. Um, but I would say like, you need probably, you need, a, you need your most powerful head. And so for literally everybody, it's sleeper stimulus, unless you already have Gallarhorn, like it's going to be one of those two. Yeah. Uh, that you want to take in, get your catalyst done. If you haven't yet, this is a dares of eternity is a great place to get your caps done at. Yeah. Like, for sleeper. Yeah. Uh, I will be taking mine in a lot over the next couple of weeks. Um, doing that. The overall dungeon, just great design. It's the most fun I think I've had with a dungeon. Um, not like, oh, it was really funny, but it was like, it was genuinely fun figuring the puzzles out. Like, we were actually stumped on one or one or two for a hot minute, especially in the big puzzle room towards the end. We were like, what are you supposed to do? And then we finally figured it out. And it's like, okay, that's pretty ingenious. Um, it was fun to use uh, shock or scorch cannons again that were not in player mode so just like overall you know great dungeon great encounter and i love that you get the i love that you gallarhorn from it i hate that you get it from shaw han but you get the gallarhorn you have to complete the dungeon uh that's the first step of the gallarhorn quest and then after that it's just it's cake that's the hardest part of that quest they clearly wanted everybody to have this and the forerunner sidearm yeah um but kind of going back to like Zer thing. So Zer has a bunch of things you can earn from him. There, there's several emotes you can earn from him. There's like a Daniel. There's like blowing on a Daniel, I think is one of them. There's uh, a three player emote and it's uh, sitting on, sitting on a couch playing games. Like you're holding well, like game controllers and playing and like throwing your controller or jumping up and celebrating. If you win uh, things like that, it's a really cool emote. Uh, that is for finishing dares of eternity on legend with, uh, only two to four people in the fire team, hmm. uh, which will definitely be a challenge, but I look forward to meeting that one. Um, I don't remember what the third one is. Oh, it's the, uh, it's the armor lock pose from Halo Reach. Oh, really? You activate that. Yeah. When you slam into the ground, there's this big overshield that pops up around your character and you just hold that pose. Oh, it's the cool. anniversary pose is what they call it. That's cool. That's really cool. I I liked it. I liked it a lot. So uh, that's an awesome one. And then you can earn a special Gallarhorn ornament from Xur as well. And that's for finding all the audio messages hidden throughout the dungeon. Uh, I think we found half just by like not really looking that hard on our first run through. So we'll probably finish those up next week to get that ornament. Um, And of course the Gallarwing Sparrow is back and is uh, earnable from the final uh chest in the dungeon i suspect you might get it when you get the catalyst but i haven't been able to confirm that yet or not uh, i haven't really looked into the catalyst 
Well, I kind of played Destiny on that Tuesday, and I've playing Halo since. Um, a lot of fun, though. I, I really like the dungeon, I like the anniversary event. Um, but, Corey, before we before we go into Lore, because we're going to do Lore Corner, and then we're going to talk Halo. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. One thing I've seen debated online, um, not nearly as much as I was expecting, but it's definitely been debated. Um, how do we feel about this $25 price point now that this is out in the open? How do we feel about that for, and ladies and gentlemen, as a reminder, what you get for that $25, you get the, you, you get access to the dungeon. You get the Gallarhorn quest. You can earn the Thorn armor. You can earn the four dungeon weapons. You get the ghost, the sparrow, and the um, ship that are exclusive to Zer's treasure room. You can earn the marathon armor. You get the streetwear sets. Um, and you get 700 bright dust every week just for logging in in Eververse. I forgot to mention that earlier when we talked about Eververse. There is a section in the bottom right-hand corner where they do the daily offer. Every week at reset, that's going to say 700 bright dust, or click your, claim your free bright dust. 700 bright dust every week from now until the Witch Queen comes out. That's... That is 7,700 bright dust if you collect every single week. Mm-hmm. That is so. That is what you are getting for twenty five dollars. Uh, keep in mind, there there's several. There's like four earnable emotes. There's the earnable ornament for horn, and you also the universal helmet ornament, which we're gonna get to at the very end of all this because that's a fun nod back to Bungie. Twenty five dollars. Is that a good deal or not? I mean, I think I think it is. This is more content than you usually get in like a seasonal event, and that's like, I don't know. Um, I, I mean, I I think it's I think it's cool, especially with like a dungeon is cool and the event isn't annoying. Like I kind of want to go do the event again, right? I mean, you know, sometimes seasonal. Oh, events I'll be are farming like, the event for those rolls and for those strange coins to buy more keys and to earn more keys so I can get more rolls on the weapons, things like that. Yeah, I I think I don't think twenty five dollars is a lot, to be honest. Like. You know, I I know a lot of people were like, I mean, first of all, I got I bought the hundred dollar bundle for the Witch Queen, so I think my price tag ended up being like twenty bucks, right? So, yeah, uh, about the same here. Yeah, so that's, that's what I got. It's, I think it's fine. I it's an anniversary event. They if you don't want to play it, you don't have to, right? I mean, I don't know. I think it's fine. I think the twenty five dollars is fine. There's worse things you could spend twenty five dollars on. I don't have a problem with the $25 for everything you get. If you take into consideration all the cosmetics you can earn, all the emotes you can earn, the ships, the sparrows, the ghosts, things like that. I don't have a problem with any of that because I sit here and think to myself, well, I was already going to buy anything that was Halo themed. Mm-hmm. I was going to, I was prepared to log into Eververse and spend, you guys heard me last week and you've heard me for months. I was prepared to drop like 40, 50 bucks in the Eververse for yeah. the marathon sets. Cause I think they look so good for each and you don't have to be logged in on that character. You can get them all across the board. Yeah. With your keys and your strange coins. Not a problem. Have no problem with that at all. I think that's great. Mm-hmm. I think my problem that I have is people are going to look at this and they're they're going to see it just surface value. And they're going to be like, well, the event is free to everybody. You can earn the Halo weapons just from playing the event. You don't actually have to buy this. It just, it just helps you get treasure keys faster, basically. It helps you get strange coins quicker and things like that. Like, 
they're going to see that and say, so I'm paying 25 bucks for a dungeon, basically. I've already seen, and I, I'm only bringing this up because I've seen some people bring this up already. And I don't know that I necessarily agree with that because I do think I, I've been a big proponent of, I think you get a ridiculous value for $10 for a season. I think that's an incredible because I look at it not just, oh, here's the seasonal event and here's the new weapons you can earn. I look at it as here's everything in the battle pass. Here's the set of armor you're getting. Here's the ship. Here's the finisher. Here's the, um, here, here's an emote, you know, here, here's weapon ornaments like that are all in here, you know, an ornament for your exotic. Like that is like a 30, $40 value quite easily just in cosmetics, I think. And when I look at the anniversary pack, like I love it. There were things we didn't know about. You get a blue emote right off the bat. I don't know if it's just if you bought the pack or not, but it's the uh, it's the ragdoll falling animation from Halo. Yeah, uh, that's really great. I like that a lot. There, there's just so many little hits to Bungie's history in here, and I think this is something. I don't know that I would recommend that like a casual player buy it, but if you play Destiny regularly and you and you, or you just love Bungie games. I think that this is the pack for you. If you're somebody who only plays like, oh, I come around for the big expansions and that's it. Like, I don't play the seasonal storylines. I don't know that this is quite for you. This really is here for like the hardcore Destiny and Bungie faithful to carry us until the Witch Queen. Yeah, I would almost uh, I would almost say it's for, <laughs> for the uh, Bungie faithful at this point. Well, so I, I think the event is, I, I think like in terms of the cosmetic, um, and I mean, I, but I think like, if you're looking at like, oh my God, we're going to get this huge influx of content. You're really not. You're getting a lot of stuff. You can go grind out. You're getting dare of eternity to grind out. You're getting the dungeon, which will be grindable starting next week. Um, you're getting master dungeons are now a thing and the armor is actually worth getting out of them. Mm -hmm. Like you actually kind of want to get the armor from those encounters because you get an extra mod slot now. So now you can have both of your champion mods on with another combat style mod. That's huge. That's a game changer. And if you're going to do this in here, like maybe you don't do it in every dungeon or every raid, but DMG has said, this is one of the things that the team wanted to try out. See how you guys like it because we might do this moving forward. If you did this in something like Vault of Glass, yeah, I'd go suffer through those first couple encounters. I probably wouldn't do it all the way to the end, but I'd at least do it on a few pieces. I would at least get the arms so that I could have two champion mods, if not three, slotted, right? Mm -hmm. Like, never have to worry about it ever again. Like, that would be an armor piece I'm literally mantling, never taking off, no matter what the roll on it is. Yeah. So, uh, I, I like a lot of what they've done with this anniversary event, and that includes the Universal Helmet Ornament. I was so convinced it was a Spartan helmet. I get now... Thank you, the Spartan armor. Like, the more I thought about it after we recorded last week, I was like, you know what? There are little nods on the street sets. The Warlocks clearly have the Arbiter's arms, mm -hmm. and they have the Halo Bond. The Titans have the Needler Pauldrons, of course. Yep. And uh, what looks like it could be similar to, like, the CQB-style uh, Spartan helmet mm -hmm. for their head. Mm -hmm. The Hunters got fucked again. Uh, there is no Halo armor for the Hunters, unless you count that ski mask as maybe it's kind of like a Hell Jumper helmet. Yeah, like maybe? I'm surprised. But I'm surprised there's you not can't like change a the color of the stupid mask. I'm surprised like there's not like a legendary like ODST style armor set, and then there would be like a like the the uh, 
Jesus, the exotic helmet isn't Master Chief. Like, I I was so convinced we were going to get a Master Chief Universal helmet. I, I, think, I think a lot of us were convinced about it, and I know I was definitely somebody who was really pushing that theory. Uh, still a little bit bummed that we didn't get it, but I, I understand. Um, but like you said, like, okay, an ODST set would have been cool. Um, and I really think you probably would have gotten some Halo Reach sets if two things happened. One, if that wasn't what they had made the focus of the first season of Halo Infinite be. Mm-hmm. Basically, if Halo Infinite had, if Halo Infinite had come out last year, there's no doubt in my mind you would have gotten Halo armor in Destiny with this event. Mm-hmm. I'm just surprised um, ODST because that's where does, uh, Destiny was teased. I and I'm, I'm surprised with that too. Like, so I kind of like the little helmet nod, I guess that uh, that the hunters have. But I also like it, it. Kind of baffles me because there's no, to my knowledge, I've not encountered them. There are no ODSTs. In Halo Infinite. Mm-hmm. None. None whatsoever. And I've completed a pretty big chunk of the game at this point. Like, I would have seen them by now. There are no no hell jumpers. They're referenced, but they're never actually seen. Mm-hmm. So, I, I have my own crackpot conspiracy theories about that. Uh, and about, like, there's reasons why. I think they were probably explicitly told, hey, you can't, like you can't make it super obvious like the arbiter's arms it's like okay cool but it's like only one side is the arbiter's arm the other side is just like a normal like black armor piece like you can't make it too obvious and like that i i think it's cool the homages they did and obviously getting the weapons in there is the biggest thing i think that's the biggest homage you could do to halo you have five weapons in there from halo you have an ornament for a six. You you can't really ask for too much more than that, in my opinion. You got it. You got two. You got two Halo emotes. You got a sparrow. You got a ghost. Would I have loved to have seen a pelican ship? Sure. Would I have loved to have seen a banshee? Absolutely. Yeah. But right now, I'm going to take what I can get. Yeah, I would like. I would have loved to seen Guilty Spark as a ghost. I would have loved to seen. The so, guilty guilty spark not being a ghost is kind of the one that like low key more than the armor. That's what kind of kills me. Yeah. But now having played infinite, I'm like, okay, I understand why you didn't give us a monitor. Yeah. As a ghost in this game, I totally yeah. get it now. And also like, especially guilty spark, like his name is three four three guilty. That's literally the name of the company. Like, I don't think mm-hmm. they were gonna let him do that either. Yeah. There is a really cool transmat effect that is the old like bungee cell animation. Yeah. From the old Bungie logo. I actually didn't realize that's what it was at first because it's been so long since I've seen it. Yeah. Um, Joe uh, Joe told me about it the other night. Yeah, there's also, uh, let's see, I, what was the one that I saw that I really liked? Well, I guess it's not that important because I didn't get it, so. But there's, there is a, a few, like, Transmat and Ghost things that I really liked. I guess I could just go to the store and look it up. There's there's some cool stuff in there. I encourage everybody to go look at it. Of course, if you want to know when uh, when Bright Dust is when things are going to be for Bright Dust today and Destiny.com, that's where I go for my Eververse calendar. Mm-hmm. Um, and the dawning starts next week. There's some cool there's some cool ornaments. They'll be there for the dawning for Risk Runner and for Anarchy. Mm-hmm. If you've ever wanted to make your Anarchy a Christmas uh, bulb, this is the time. Mm-hmm. 
the armor looks pretty okay, and it looks like we're getting uh, we're getting a sword, and Glaciochasm is going to be back with some new perks. Ooh. Uh, it should be a really fun little event. Clearly, they're not changing it up because they didn't tell us anything about it. If they do pull a fast one on us, I'd be impressed. But this is like the one event I don't mind being kind of goofy. Like, all right, I just got to bake cookies. That's all I got to do. That's easy. I can bake cookies all day long for some free bright dust. Yeah. Um, your transmog tokens have been reset also with this uh, release. That's really nice. I was completely out of transmog tokens, and I gotta I gotta get that thorn armor ready to wear. I'm I have everything except the chest piece, hmm. which is the piece I really wanted. <laughs> but well, uh, do have the rest of the armor set. Looking forward to it. Hey, when it's farmable, cool. I can go do like two three runs in an afternoon or an evening. Because <laughs> I want to do this on all my characters. I want to get the thorn armor for all three. Right. Just so, like, I have decent, actual decent armor to put on my Titan and my Warlock whenever I play them. Yeah. Which is not often. Yeah. Um, I have a, I have a quick question before we kind of move on. Yes. I'm looking at the cosmetic, uh, thing for the Titan. The cosmetic chess piece. Uh, for the, for the anniversary. Do the pins change depending on which events you've done? I'm not sure. Uh, I mean, that would be like a that'd be probably like a really intricate thing, but it's like because like it definitely has like a seventh column logo, and then like each expansion for Destiny and Destiny Two is here, and then like the the dungeons are here but then on the other side there's only a couple things i don't know i just thought maybe that would be a cool thing but i mean there's an mc on the back which i mean i know that probably stands for like motorcycle club but i took it to mean master chief yeah um you will never convince me that it's not yeah i uh i still really 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 like most of what we got for this event i the cosmetics are top notch like this is the kind of stuff we've been asking for in like regular expansions for forever yeah. So it was really nice to actually get it here. Um, yeah. But, Corey. Yes. We have two very special pieces to read tonight in the lore corner. Yeah, lore corner. Lore corner. It's been like three weeks since we've done lore corner. <laughs> Dude, I've kind of been like biding my time, honestly. Um, in fact, we're we're gonna we're gonna read one of these. I want to say I want to save Gallarhorn for when for when you've earned yours. Or for next week, whichever one comes first. I want to. I think I want to save that one for our last one of the year. We're we're gonna we're gonna do forerunner tonight. All right, that's hey, what we're gonna talk. Josh, I gotta go check my daughter real quick. I'm sorry. You're you're good. You're good. If you want to, I don't know if you want to wait for me. Or I'm not. gonna go ahead and read. Great. I'm gonna go ahead and read. Forerunner, a new chapter for an old legend. Banshee forty four considered the relic on his workbench and the questions on his mind. One stood out above the rest. Who were you meant for? The form of the weapon suggested an oversized sidearm, a secondary weapon for a giant's hands. The function presented more so as an anti-material rifle. Looks to be 12.7 millimeters. Looks like they were making a hand cannon, but didn't know it yet. Banshee wondered further about the warrior who could wield such a thing. His attention drifted momentarily, drawn by Shax's voice booming nearby. Huh, yeah, maybe, and a big one too. The weapon was laced with fractures from a life of fire and a sleep of ice, and perhaps other more exotic stresses. Banshee, Banshee wished he could have heard the relic's voice, but he knew from earlier examination it had fired its last round. 
What a last round it must have been. The guardian who brought it to him might be willing to try a shot, untroubled by the risk of a rapid, unplanned dismantle. Banshee knew it wouldn't last through a single magazine. Beside the relic lay a stripped-down breech light. He would adapt it for a larger round. Custom casings and handguard. Sensatorium, link, scope, and he had other ideas to try as well. It would be an homage, an offering to the creators of the original relic, a legacy. With that satisfying thought in mind, the gunsmith went to work. This, this is a really special war piece. Um, obviously, it, it's all kind of tongue-in-cheek. They're obviously wondering about the Master Chief. They can't explicitly say it. Like we said, you found it in the cryopod. And when he's talking about it here, when, when Banshee's describing it, monologue just the when we say tongue-in-cheek like he says it's an homage offering the creators of the original relic and a legacy that's about as on the nose as you could be like Corey and i've been saying it for a long time like if you were to bring any weapon over from halo to destiny it had to be the pistol it absolutely had one pistol it had to be the magnum there is absolutely nothing else that you could possibly do that would live up to the hype and I mean that in the best way possible. That it, it's a lot of fun. I I think that this is this is tasteful. Tells a story still within our game. And the way that they do all this is they just kind of wave their hand and go, "Well, you found it in the realm of the nine. You found it in eternity. It doesn't matter that you found it there because guess what? They they give you the whole spiel about how this exists out." of space and time and how nothing really matters when this happens like that's why the destiny one weapons are back that's why you've got stuff from marathon that's why you got stuff from uh like beneath the darkness or whatever we said earlier about the the grenade launcher that i'm like i don't really know this one that isn't that is a bunch of game i've never played i've played everything from like oni onwards i put on a little bit like that's the only thing i've played in the distant past but this is about as good as you... I think this, the battle rifle... The focus rifle is definitely a little bit more of a deep cut. Because I think, like, of all the weapons you could bring over, I expected a plasma rifle before a focus rifle. But the justification of this is our test for legendary trace rifles makes a lot of sense. And at the end of the day, I don't know that you could have done a more fitting tribute to where Bungie has been and where they're going than bringing... Until Gallerhorn, the most legendary weapon they've ever made. I mean, Gallerhorn's even part of this expansion, right? Like, if you were ever going to do it, this was the time. I had said, you know, for a long time, if they were ever going to do it, it was going to be... I mean, it was going to be at the end of D2, if they ever brought it back. And, you know, it's back, it's bigger, it's better than ever. Uh, of course, you know, there's a new perk on Gallerhorn that if you use the legendary... If you're using a legendary rocket launcher while somebody in your fire team is using Gallerhorn, everybody gets wolf pack rounds for legendary rockets. Just you can't get more nostalgic than the Forerunner sidearm, the Halo Armory, and Gallerhorn all being in the same expansion. You, you just can't. There's there's no way to do it. it. It's just a fun little tongue-in-cheek reference. And at the end of the day, it's like, okay, this is I think this is them saying goodbye to Halo for good, frankly. It will always be a part of who they are. Obviously, Bungie is not Bungie without Halo. It was a huge gamble at the time. Nobody thought it was going to work out, and then it becomes arguably one of, like, the ten most important franchises of all time in gaming. 
and them to kind of look back and say, okay, here, we're going to let you have these weapons, but this is probably the last time we're going to do anything with Halo at our company. Is It's something special, and I'm really glad that I got to be here for it. Yeah, I got to see the beginning and I got to see I got to see the end and now I'm seeing the epilogue ten years later. Mm-hmm. It's it's almost um, like a I don't know it's almost like that thing where they I, it, it's hard to explain like they they love like they love that original trilogy and you know what they did with Halo and everything and you know everybody's been like wanting them back to do a halo game since you know since 343 took over for some reason and like right i get it you know but then like this is i feel like this is a way to show their appreciation but really is saying hey we are done with halo like 343's had the franchise longer than bungie did at this point like they're done but this was a nice and obviously a nice nod to their history destiny is their future uh, matter is their future. Whatever this other project they're working on for NetEase is their pr- like. They have their future in front of them. Halo is behind them. Right. It's, it's always Master Chief and the Spartans are always going to be in their DNA. But, but I mean, and we clearly see that when you have uh, you have Titans. I mean, Titans are very mm-hmm. clearly in, inspired by Spartans. Just look at the makeup of their of their chest pieces. Mm-hmm. And how big they are on the backs. So. And their and their helmets and everything, right? Like that's very clearly right. if you wanted to like play the, this the, game like Halo, that's what you went with in Destiny One was a if Titan. you if you read if you read what Bungie's original influences were for each class, they very specifically say Master Chief for the Titans. Mm-hmm. And it's not hard to see why. But while Bungie may be looking back and saying goodbye to the past, we're looking forward, Corey. You could say we're looking infinitely into the future. Oh, God. Did you see that? So before we get into this, since you made that awful dad joke that probably should have come out of my mouth, uh, did you see that they trademarked uh, The Endless today? Halo The Endless? I did, and you should play more of Halo Infinite to know why that's important. Well, I will. I mean, I figured... actually addressed in... I figured that's it was like a storyline. <laughs> yeah, I figured it was like a spoiler to actually figure out what that was. We may have to do a special for Arsenal X where I just sit there and talk about Halo lore for like two hours to explain what the fuck is going on in Infinite at one point. Yeah. Um I so full full disclosure, I'm not I'm not gonna spoil any any story details here. Um there, there's some pretty big moments, and they're not too far from where Corey is now, that I legitimately think not necessarily turn the Halo universe on its head, but it does if all you've ever played is the games. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have a lot of knowledge of the expanded universe, this game is like an early Christmas present for you. Um, Zeta Halo, the Halo that we're on, is... It, it's the ring that Metadic Bias, the rogue AI, the rogue monitor against the Forerunners, 100,000 years before the events of the game, that's the ring that he had the flood on through space to go to war with the Forerunners. That's part of why it was damaged. I mean, it's been repaired in the 100,000 years since. It's been damaged again because of the Banished. Mm-hmm. Um, it gets damaged at the end of Halo Wars 2, I believe. Yeah. I think that's when they, they jumped to it. Yeah, they totally um, like recreated that end scene of Halo Wars too. 
Yeah. It's... Like at the beginning. The op- I mean, the opening cutscene is absolutely breathtaking. Um, it's very good. I mean, uh, it's literally in the first two minutes of the of the mission, but uh, or of the entire game. Master Chief loses. Uh, he's fighting Atriox, and he loses. He gets thrown out of the Infinity into space. Uh-huh. And the next thing, time we see him is the E3 2019 cutscene. The pilot finds him in space and hooks him back up. And six months have passed. Chief's just been floating out there for six months. Mm-hmm. The pilot has been floating out there Pelican, for six months. Um, <clears throat> the Infinity is destroyed. It's gone. The UNSC Infinity is gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is wild. The fate of everybody on board, most people who were on it are dead. You get some audio logs kind of towards the beginning, and you're not quite sure. You're not sure if Last is dead. I've listened to all 12 of the UNSC logs you can get, and I'm not sure that I'm not convinced he's dead, but I'm also not convinced he's alive. And it's just, it's this crazy sequence of events where they literally did a spiritual reboot of Halo. It's Chief, the AI, and the pilot. Because mm-hmm. as she's seen in halo one but foe hammer is such an important character in the original halo Uh she is who gets she's who transports you all over the ring Uh and the pilot kind of is with a backstory in a lot of ways Uh like a good backstory too i would say Uh, like i couldn't understand where the praise for the character was coming from in the reviews like oh yeah i I genuinely like like i love chief and you know i like the two new additions like how do you like this guy? This guy's just fucking annoying. And then you hit a turn and how hilariously the turning point is after the E3 2020 demo or the summer 2020 demo, the first gameplay demo we got is actually in game fledged mission. Mm -hmm. We saw first third of that mission in that gameplay demo. Mm -hmm. It's about a 20, 25 minute mission. If you run straight through it um, and you, you do the boss fight at the end and everything, but you get these moments with the pilot and my attitude really changed on him. Now I'm like, okay, I'm really curious. Like how many more stories are we going to get with this guy? There's already been audio logs that I've listened to where I'm like, this is clearly going to be DLC. Blue team is referenced in the very first audio log you pick up in the game. Mm -hmm. It's Halsey and Lasky talking about the mission that chief is going to go on with the infinity. And Lasky's like, are you sure this is smart? Just only taking John what about the rest of blue team and Halsey literally says, you know, John is up to the task. Like John knows what has to be done. I need blue team elsewhere. Blue mm-hmm. team is needed on a different mission. I do think that blue team is going to come into the DLC eventually. Once mm-hmm. co-op is in, you can do almost anything. I think blue team and alpha nine from ODST are both making returns. Eventually mm-hmm. there is evidence, not just in the game, but in the books to suggest that alpha nine will, I haven't found any evidence in game, but Alpha 9 will come back eventually. Yeah. Um, they are reunited in the books, and that book takes place a couple months before the first cutscene of Infinite. Yeah. Um, and I, the, the threat you uncover and stuff as you explore the ring, as you go into the, the deaths of it, as you fight, fight against the banished, you start realizing what humanity really is up against. Like, humanity's losing the war against the banished. And it's only a matter of time, I think, you know, the fight's taken to Earth, obviously, but they're trying to activate the ring. Like, these guys just, they don't care. They, like, they're, they want to wipe out humanity. That's all they want. 
That's all they want for whatever reason. And uncovering the different types of weaponry in here as opposed to multiplayer, it's like, oh man. I'm actually really glad I got exposed to this stuff in multiplayer first because I'd be so pissed if my introduction to shock rifles was in this campaign. Yeah. Like, in multiplayer, we think of those as precision tools. In here, pain in my ass because they're disabling my wasp every five seconds. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, you got cinder, the, the cinder shots are being used against you. Sentinel beams are like absurdly powerful for the first time ever in the franchise. The stalker rifle is the beam rifle reincarnated. I'm playing on normal and sometimes they catch me off guard. Uh, but I think the most immediate thing about this game is just how open and alive the world feels. Like, I'll come across random UNSC patrols. As I liberate more areas, the UNSC are patrolling the roads. Mm -hmm. You know, they're patrolling. They're engaging in firefights without me even being there. Uh, they're patrolling the camps I liberate. They're on the roads. They're fighting random ghosts that may be driving by. Phantoms may just spawn in and drop enemies, and they're going to run off to fight them. If you pass the group of Marines, they're going to follow you until they can't anymore. So you better get a vehicle or prepare to go on foot or whatever. I've gone into so many enemy strongholds with like eight or nine Marines with me. And I make sure that half of them have rockets or snipers before we go. Because the forward operating bases are one of the coolest things about this game, I think. As, as you capture each fob, you can spawn vehicles and weapons there for free. Mm -hmm. Ammo, refill your power weapons. Like, oh, you're going to go do this next mission? Maybe you want rockets for that. Maybe you want a sniper for that. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. I don't think I've ever dropped... I've dropped my battle rifle maybe twice just because I ran out of ammo. And I couldn't find a kinetic ammo crate anywhere around. Mm -hmm. But that's been, that's been a great surprise. I... Stayed away from so many details about campaign, but ah, ammo crates. This is great. I no longer have to look for a battle rifle to get battle rifle ammo. I know. Oh, it's so, so nice. So, it's so nice. It's very nice. I, again, I like so much of what Infinite does and how actions you take in the story transform the world. Mm -hmm. They transform things. I'm less of a fan of there are things that you can miss in some of the linear campaign levels. Yeah. Audio logs, skulls, etc. And I did not realize that until I was done with the first two levels. Mm -hmm. So my game will forever be incomplete because right now you can't go back to those levels. Right. And you won't be able to until they give us the ability sometime in 22. They said they said it'll probably launch with what season 2 of the of the multiplayer. I think is what they're trying to add features with. I guess that's when co-op is targeted for. So I don't know if they're going to rush this out before or after co-op yeah. or alongside. I would think you want to do it alongside. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Um, because if I'm doing co-op, I don't I want to go and explore this entire world again. Mm -hmm. uh, but that's just that's my personal take on this. Um, it's. I would honestly, like outside of that, like I really love it. I do think the story could be tighter in some locations. And I mean, you can pretty clearly see, okay, this isn't just, they're not hand waving away Halo 4 and 5, but they're also not like eager to talk about them either. Mm -hmm. um, they're not eager to be like, okay, we're, we're gonna, we're gonna do this again. Like the Prometheans are gone. They're done. They're, they're, they're done. The Prometheans are gone. Which is kind of weird, but sure, I'll go with it. Um, the Guardians from 5 are never referenced. 
There's, I mean, there's even very little reference to Cortana halfway through the story. It's just they very much are going for not only they're they're doing the spiritual reboot, but it feels like they're setting up this conflict with the Banished to be the true next. Yeah. Like, okay, at first it was Prometheus, and then that for in Hayville Four it was Prometheus. That was a more grounded story, right? Master Chief stops that. Like, killing the di- or sealing the diadect really does seal the Prometheans. They only yeah. came out because Cortana was composed and can do all that bullshit. Yeah. Um, the Guardian robots never referenced. It's kind of weird. I'm still waiting for the day that I get to fight one of those because I think that would be an awesome Halo boss battle. Yeah, I wonder. Um, I like, have to board and run around it. They've got to tie up some of those loose ends and some expansion content, right? Like, you would think so because there's I areas of the map. They'll leave that for. From what I from what I hear, there's areas of the map that you don't even go to, like the snowy areas, or like. Maybe there's another island that you go to and, like, really kind of explore, you know. Like, there's a lot they could do with this. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know really what all they're going to do with it. I think there's a lot of different avenues you can go with DLC content. Like I said, I think I think any DLC content, they're going to want to focus it and, like, make it a team story in a lot of ways. I do not think, regardless of what they do, I do not think Locke is coming back. I think Locke is a one and done. They'll keep him to the books or the comics after this. I don't you think don't, he's ever coming back. You don't back think, like, instead of Blue Team, they're going to bring in, like, Buck and Locke and maybe some uh, newer characters to be no, the co-op um, characters? I So I, I think there's multiple storylines you can do. They, they want Infinite to be a hub for the next decade. Right. I think that you will probably get a couple different stories uh, because nothing says you have to stay on this ring either. Right. Like you can, ju- you can have the campaigns just listed on like master, similar to master chief collection. And it's launching like this launches the infinite campaign. And this is like the blue team Zeta halo DLC. But here's the, here's the sequel to halo ODST. It's $40 and it's an add on and it's a 10 hour linear campaign. Mm-hmm. As long as you give, and they're Spartans now, so it makes more sense. Give me grapple shots. You can never take the grapple shot out of Halo. We 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 have it now. It's changed the way that I approach fights and that I play Halo forever. I can never go back. I don't think I've used the threat detector, the thrusters, or the drop wall once. I have used yeah. exclusively the grapple hook, and it's changed. I to today my wasp was blowing up. I dove out of it and grappled into the banshee that had killed me. Yeah. Which and is then awesome. just kept on assaulting the base I was at. I was attacking a high value target, just kept on attacking them. Yeah, which is awesome. Great. That's such a cool thing. That, like, I mean, we saw a little bit of that in multiplayer, right? Where like, oh, somebody, mm-hmm. somebody has a banshee. You, if you get the grappling hook, you can get up there and kick them out, right? But like, to see that in action in the campaign, and you know, like you said, you're in your wasp or whatever, and it gets destroyed, and you just use the grapple hook to, you know if you're close enough to get in the Banshee that just murdered you or murdered your stuff. Like just so cool. It's so cool. Those hero moments, man. The, they, I mean, the hero moments, the verticality is just awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, man, uh, just like I said, like the game has changed forever. The exploration. Uh, I find myself trying to find the audio logs everywhere I go, trying to find the, Skulls are still in, like, the most unlikely or the, like, weirdest places to climb to. Like, mm-hmm. I climbed up the top of one of the first buildings you're sent after. It's, it's a big tower. It's literally called the Tower. Mm-hmm. And you're sent there right after you go into the open world for the first time. I scaled it with a grapple shot, swung around, and at the very top, there was a skull hidden. Mm-hmm. 
I was chasing a cache that I thought was up at the top that was not there. Mm. And instead I found a skull. Mm. And it's the I would have been your daddy skull, which is even better. <laughs> um, they're showing Remedy's I, game on the Game Awards right now, by the way. Crossfire. They're showing who? Crossfire X. Oh, the campaign. God, I forgot that existed. Yeah. Um, I didn't know if you were interested in that or not. Because I know they showed Alan Wake 2 earlier. But anyways. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I, I peak. We 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 need to end. My internet keeps crashing, and I have no idea why. Yeah. Uh, uh, but I need I need to angrily call AT and T in the morning. <laughs> uh, any any final thoughts on Halo, Josh? Before we kind of get out of here. No, no. We we are still planning. Once we get through the campaign, do a uh, do a spoiler cast. Do Spartan Slayers. Uh, I really want to talk about some of the the story and lore implications. Really, where Halo is going next, um, because I think it's actually really exciting from what I've seen so far, and obviously I'll be finishing the campaign up this weekend. Right. Um, so look for that uh, sometime over the Christmas break. Uh, we'll put that out as a bonus episode. Yeah. Yeah. I I'm gonna I'm gonna play a little bit actually as soon as we're done here while I'm editing the show. Oh, I'm 100 jumping back into it. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, Josh, this is a great return to form for this show i'm i i love the 30th anniversary event i love halo i can't wait to like it's like i wish they weren't they didn't come out in the same week because i want to enjoy them both and i don't have the time to do both you know so i'm kind of like having the whiplash of those has been really rough and like i'm in halo mode so when i try to like i keep trying to click uh click stick to melee yeah. in destiny and it's not working yeah well i switched all my buttons in halo to match destiny so i wouldn't do that so uh yeah but i'm gonna i i'm i'm prioritizing the halo campaign and then i'm gonna move i mean tomorrow i'm playing the dungeon but saturday i'm playing halo like all night so anyways i want to thank everybody for watching and or listening to this episode of tower casuals Remember to leave us a five star review. Other episode. They don't look the power of editing. They'll have no idea that your internet dropped four times tonight. Four times, unbelievable. Uh, leave us a five star review on iTunes. Give us a thumbs up everywhere else. You can subscribe to our YouTube channel. There will be some 30th anniversary gameplay and stuff up there as well. Go check it out. Uh, Josh, where can we find you? Uh at Josh underscore Finn with two N's on Twitter. I'll mainly just be ranting about Halo and trying not to spoil it for people and enjoying Hawkeye and, uh, you know, we're, we're going to have the Matrix here pretty soon too. Matrix and I will have seen Spider-Man by the time we record next week. I'm going Thursday afternoon before we record. Ooh, fun. So I'm very excited for that. Awesome. Uh, you can find me at I am Corian HD on Twitter and Instagram. You can find me hosting the Boss Rush podcast and uh, Arsenal X, the Xbox podcast as well. If you're interested in that, I want to. Oh, I want to remind everybody: follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Tower Casuals. Send us your mail. Send us your questions. We want them. Anyways, I want to thank you so much for watching and/or listening. And until next week, we love you. Goodbye.